This is the Financial Compass with Matthew Brunner from Comprehensive Planning Associates. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Matthew provides his clients and prospects with the information that they need regarding social security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now here is Matthew Brunner to help you find your financial direction. Hello and welcome to the Financial Compass. My name is Matthew Brunner from Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD or Compass. If you'd like more information about what you hear during today's show, give us a call 800-339-9252 or visit us online at compass-ltd.com. While you're at the website, scroll on down to the radio section of the page. You can check out past shows, subscribe to our program on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, and please don't hesitate to reach out to us with questions, set up a face-to-face or virtual meeting, or to submit topics for consideration for future shows. Though it's one of the most important parts of a person's financial life, some people avoid dealing with their legacy plan because it means spending some time thinking about what you'd like done with your assets after you've died. And admittedly, nobody likes to think about dying, but why not look at the situation through a different lens? If you build your legacy plan prior to retirement or shortly after retirement when you're healthy, you've taken a huge project off your plate. And moving forward from there, you need only adjust your legacy plan as your life circumstances change. Now, during today's show, we're going to chat about some of the most common legacy planning mistakes and perhaps more importantly, what you can do to avoid them. But before we examine today's topic, I'd like to introduce the co-host who's the exact opposite of a mistake, which I guess (laughs) makes him, I don't know if it's omniscient or... All powerful, pitch perfect, whatever it is, it's Tony Shore. Uh, let's go with perfect. I think that okay. clearly suits me. You're not going to add pitch to it. I like pitch perfect. <laughs> pitch perfect. <laughs> uh, I'm none of those things, but thanks. Thank you for the compliments. Anyway, that was quite the introduction. Wow. Okay. Um, this is going to be a good topic, though. Today, I think you've picked a good one and a timely one, and. I know you're a big advocate of uh, getting a legacy plan in place and having a good estate plan. This is something that you encourage your clients to do and work alongside estate planning attorneys to do that. Um, but uh, w- is there a specific reason you chose today's topic? Um, no, I picked <laughs> it out of a hat. No. Well, I mean, <laughs> I, I imagine you've you've experienced this with clients, with having well, family so members of, die or clients pass away. Uh, generally, I exp- what I hope people don't do is have to experience this on their first visit. Like, this is why you end up in oh, an advisor yeah, or a that's tough. office. But it happens, doesn't it? It does. It does. And so our clients, we make sure this stuff is buttoned up, you know, shortly after they start with us. Quite honestly, if somebody comes in to me and they're like, I need financial help. The first one of the first things I ask them is, do you have your legal documents in place? And if they say no, I want to tell them, listen, I want to help you. But that's probably where you need to start. Right. If if they're just one person, it might be different. But if they have any sort of family, any beneficiaries, that's the most important thing to get done first. Then we work from there. 
Um, it's it's all it's it's part of the whole process. There is a Kiplinger article, 10 Common Estate Planning Mistakes and How to Avoid Them. Now, I am not an attorney, and also I didn't stay at an express hotel last <laughs> night, but um, I have been through this with a lot of people, um, and I think that article has some important info. I think it might be a smart uh, place to start talking about it. Now, first and foremost, it boils the legacy planning process down to one simple idea, and this is really what it's all about here. It's about taking control of your financial situation before something unexpected pops up and takes that control away from you. Now, the first legacy planning mistake you should avoid is not having a real plan. Now, having we all of our clients have a comprehensive financial plan. So legacy planning, estate planning, those are all pieces of that. And so we make sure that's done. Not everybody does that. So you might want to start there, but you know, having, not having a real plan is, is about as simple as it gets, right? I, it, it, no, I said real plan and not just plan. A lot of people, they have the beginning of a plan. Maybe they jotted it down somewhere. Maybe it's in a notebook. Uh, maybe they sat down and kicked it around with their spouse or, you know, a, a loved one or something that it's, but it's, or maybe it's just squirreled away in their brain, but that's not going to cut it because here's the deal. If you do not have a will or a trust buttoned up, your state succession laws and the probate process may get to call the shots about where your assets end up. I have dear friends that are uh, in the middle of that. They thought they had these things in place, but they didn't. So, you know, just because they talked about it at one point, they thought that was their plan. Uh, the actual other stuff wasn't done. So, you know, do you want to call the shots or do you want lawyers and judges telling you how this is all going to be handled? Work closely with a financial services professional an attorney to build the legacy plan that respects your wishes so that those other people don't get to make those calls for you in the future. Right. I mean, obviously working with somebody like yourself alongside an attorney, that's going to be a great way to put heavy hitters in your corner and get the plan that you need in place, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Now, next, not promptly updating your legacy plan as your circumstances change. Next big mistake you want to avoid. It's a critical part of a person's financial journey. We make a point to emphasize again and again to our clients, especially the new ones. But, you know, it's always got to be those reminders in there. Listen, if anything's changed, let's think about this. Is this when we're meeting with them throughout the year, anything different here, 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 even a maybe a divorce in another generation may change what you want your plan to look like. It doesn't have to be you and your spouse. It could be one of your kids. It could be your parents. Depends on the way it goes. A legacy plan is definitely not a set it and forget it type of thing. You need to be proactive with it. You know, if you move to a new state, you need to work with your your financial pro to see if your new state laws may necessitate some adjustments there. If you have a new child, maybe your spouse dies, you really want to do a beneficiary review. You're going to probably want to change your designated beneficiaries. And another note here, when major federal legislation is signed into law, and that may, you know, that may change your tax status or it might change other parts of your financial life. You should discuss possible legacy plan adjustments with your financial pro, your accountant, your attorney. Really, as a matter of fact, you should check with them as you're crafting the plan or you're deciding you're going to work with them. Make sure that they're probably, you know, they're going to be proactive in reaching out to you if those things do happen. I, I know we do that. I know the lawyers we work with do that. But you want to make sure it's because, like we said, it's not a set it and forget it type of thing. You want to make sure it's the same way on both sides. Right. 
Yeah, I think that's that's really important. And you make a good point there. I mean, you know, when something like this recent Inflation Reduction Act is signed into law, uh, my first instinct, at least, isn't, hey, how's this going to affect my legacy plan? Right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, maybe it should be. You know, you have to take changes like this into consideration. Right. I mean, if you want to go back a show or two, you can get our first instincts on those things being signed into yeah, yeah, we t- we talked <laughs> about that. Those legacy. were not those yeah. were not our first <laughs> reaction. No, we didn't. We didn't really. And we're talk in this about business, that. so right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, not adequately preparing for disability and long term care. This is the next common legacy planning error. Um, you want the even the article explains this. Roughly seventy percent of those sixty five and older will eventually need some type of long term care services. Wow, wow. And the article explains even further. You know, a private nursing home currently goes for about a hundred grand a year. Now that's nationwide averages. It's a lot more expensive than, than that in a lot of places. Yeah. Especially for memory care. It's just yeah. disability and long-term care is outrageously expensive. Mm-hmm. And a home health aid that'll run you in the ballpark of $50,000 a year again on average. So half of the places it's more than that. Long-term care may be one of the biggest unfunded retirement risks retirees and near retirees face. Yeah, and I'm seeing that firsthand uh, with my situation with my grandfather passing mm-hmm. and my mom going into a home, uh, having Parkinson's. My my mom and dad didn't have a plan in place for that. So we're dealing with that. This this really hits home. How can people avoid this potential legacy planning mistake, though? Okay, well, if you're still working, discuss disability planning with your advisor. You know, be sure you can have an appropriate amount of short-term, long-term disability insurance, should it be needed then as you move toward retirement and really preferably long before that. I'll touch on that in a second, but let me finish my current thought. You Before, as you're moving towards retirement, you should begin focusing on long-term care planning, how you'll pay for it and how you receive it. And the reason I said what I said just a second ago, because remember, uh, both disability and long-term care insurance, the longer you wait, the more you'll potentially pay. So essentially every year you wait, the higher the price you'll event you'll eventually be paying. So like I said, yes, as you move toward retirement, it's possible. Some people at that point are uninsurable sometimes, right? So the earlier you think about this and you can, if you can afford some of those plans, if you can't, there's other ways to get, you know, some hybrid pieces in there to take care of some of those issues. But the earlier you do it, the better. Well, that's always the motto. I mean, that's, that makes sense. When's the best time to plant a tree 20 years ago? Yeah. <laughs> When's the second best time today? Right. I always well, love saying that, but 19 it's a, years ago, it's a great example. <laughs> no, if, you always, if the first answer is 20 years ago, the 20th best time is today. No, the next best time is now, right? You either should have done it a long time ago or since you didn't do it now. That's, okay. that's, that's the way that works. Don't over arriving at the same place. Don't Mine's overanalyze just a more it. Do not do that to me, Matt. You I can't help but overanalyze <laughs> you things. Can't help it. All <laughs> right. So, uh, that's a big one. Obviously, uh, you need to have a plan in place and the longer you wait though, I think the point you're making is the longer you wait, the more you're going to pay. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if that doesn't motivate people, I don't know what will. Right. Yeah. It's if you see the massive wall of water coming down the hill. Yeah. You've waited too long to move. Yeah. But it's motivation, isn't it? 
Yeah. That that wall of water could come down on you. Yeah. You're going to find out exactly how fast you can run at that point. (laughs) Exactly. So, uh, so next common legacy planning mistake. You, that's one you want to avoid, of course, not adequately preparing for your estate's potential tax liability. Now, you may know the article certainly notes at the federal level, estate taxes are something of a rich person's problem. And, you know, no matter where you fall on that issue, they haven't taken care of that perhaps yet, or maybe it's just exactly where you want it. Uh, but it's a potentially different story at the state level, which we believe makes working with a financial services professional and or an attorney essential. Now, additionally, several states have inheritance and state state taxes. I'm going to say that state again because it sounds taxes. wrong. State estate taxes. Yeah, so there state, you go. State estate. State. state yeah. estate. <laughs> it's not state of state, but state estate taxes. Make sure you understand what your estate may be facing in your home state. You said state too many times. That's a sentence I never want to say again. <laughs> you said state too many times. You will be docked for that. Can you state what I just stated? Yeah. You're going to be... You know what I should have had ready to go is the... <laughs> the scary... Oh, it is October. You should have those queued up anyway. Yeah, that's true. That's true. We have oh, to have it. Thinking. All right. Danger, Will Robinson. Danger. <laughs> okay. Okay. So uh, let's take a minute here to let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you and set up that no charge consultation to get a plan in place for their legacy. Okay. So easy. Give us a call. 800-339-9252. It's even toll no charge. Or you can uh, get us online at compass-ltd.com. All right. So we've been looking at some of these common mistakes that do pop up during the legacy planning process and what you can do to avoid them mm-hmm. as you build your own plan. And, uh, you know, you talked about a lot of things so far, not updating your plan, not having a plan, uh, and then not updating it, um, you know, not addressing the need for disability and long-term care looking at potential tax liabilities for you or your loved ones who you're passing things along to. So what do you have for us next? Okay. Next one we want to avoid is incorrectly listing asset ownership. So let's look in this category. A frequent mistake is not jointly owning property with your spouse. And you know, a lot of couples feel pretty strongly about keeping things in their own name, especially when they're younger. Um, now, and there may be certain situations where it makes sense for spouses to separately own property, but when spouses own property together, it builds creditor protections, makes transferring property easier upon the first spouse's death. Uh, another example of improper ownership of assets is a business owner inadvertently titling a business property in their own name, or when retirement accounts are placed into a trust, when the goal is to actually keep them outside of the trust. And even in other cases, some people think they're outsmarting the system by deeding real estate property to their kids or selling the property for a dollar. And in reality, transactions like those are actually considered completed gifts. And that could potentially create a gift tax liability or at least a requirement to file a gift tax return form with our friends at the IRS. And that was before there were 87,000 more of them. So the bottom line is, that not giving asset ownership the proper attention or incorrectly executing it may cause headaches with regard to estate and end of life planning. Yeah. Yeah. I think that set me up perfectly to deliver my favorite line on the show. It's important to work with a financial advisor if you aren't already. Right. That, uh, that's your, I thought it was your second favorite line. Your first favorite line was free pizza, free pizza, 
Or or another one of my favorite lines, it'll do wonders for your complexion. Yes, that that is well. Yep. It'll do wonders for your complexion. <laughs> <laughs> or why chickens hate snowblowers. You have you have a plethora of wonderful <laughs> uh, lines. A plethora, a veritable cornucopia of lines. <laughs> All, All right. right. Speaking of cornucopias, can I tell you about the next common legacy planning mistake? Yeah. Yeah. Because there's a cornucopia of those as well. And that's the next one we're going to talk about is a lack of liquidity. Now, for many of us, uh, we do realize asset liquidity while we're alive is important. It's just as important after our deaths, though. In fact, it may be even more important after we're gone. If your estate needs to be divided among multiple kids, a surviving spouse, uh, other heirs, you know, it must have a solid amount of liquidity. The article explains that life insurance may be something you want to discuss with your financial services pro because it may create liquidity. It can divide wealth and help pay off debt as well. So I'm guessing liquidity is probably just as important for business owners, right? Ding, ding, ding. See, if I had a soundboard, I could have a good ones for you, right? But And it is, <laughs> right? For, for a business owner, liquidity helps make sure your heirs have the cash they need to begin operating your business immediately after you pass away. And additionally, if you have a buy-sell agreement or some other strategy for transferring your business built into your legacy plan, liquidity is absolutely essential. Because without sufficient liquidity, the buy-sell agreement may not be able to move forward. Uh, To me, if this scenario may apply to your situation, you should really consider sitting down with a financial pro who can help you figure out how much liquidity you may need and strategies to help you create it. Well, yeah, and I'm sure a fair number of our listeners are business owners. Matt. So hopefully this information is going to inspire them to go back and double check their own legacy plan. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. Uh, The next frequent legacy planning mistake is not adequately addressing the potential impact of income taxes on your beneficiaries. Everybody loves income taxes, right? Now, some assets may come with unintended income tax consequences for your beneficiary. And, you know, a lot of people probably know IRAs and 401ks, they have required minimum distributions, RMDs. You've heard of that, perhaps. That kicks in at 72 in most cases. It could have been 70 and a half, depending on how old you are. But uh, fewer people likely know inherited accounts may also have RMDs. So a 401k or IRA inherited by your adult child that's subject to RMDs may significantly change their tax status. Money will need to come out of the account yearly. And in a lot of cases with traditional IRAs and 401ks, the entire distribution is subject to taxes. The RMDs taxes ordinary income, which means it ends up in the same pile as your heir's personal earnings. Yikes. So, and RMDs are required minimum distributions that they make you take from these accounts mm-hmm. and the inheritor take from these accounts. And a lot of those, if they're traditional 401ks or IRAs, you're saying it's fully taxable. The interest, the gains, and the principal, it's all taxable when you take it out. Yeah. So we want to try and prevent that. Um, One of the ways you can do that, um, perhaps the original account owner converts to a Roth while they're alive. It's possible their beneficiary may be able to avoid taxes when they make withdrawals because Roth distributions, if they're qualified, are often non-taxable. Remember, you have to pay taxes when you convert a traditional IRA into a Roth IRA, kind of like when you make your Roth uh, contributions, you have to pay the taxes then. But after that, you may be able to enjoy tax-free growth if you follow all the rules. And, and if your heirs are in higher tax brackets than you, it may make sense to do a conversion with the help of a financial pro. Yeah. Again, 
uh, work with somebody like yourself, pick up the phone, give Matt a call, uh, check out the website. I think that's really important. We'll give that information here in a minute. But, uh, you know, we've talked about adult children when it comes to legacy planning, but what does the article say about kids who are still kids, younger? You mean the ones that are supposed to be playing kickball instead of the ones that actually play in a kickball league when they're 38? <laughs> right. uh, I'm not trying to alienate anybody. Um <laughs> So, well, not adequately factoring your minor children or beneficiaries is one of the common mistakes the article addresses. You know, making sure your kids are properly cared for in the event of you or your spouse's untimely death, that may be one of the most important elements of a legacy plan. You know, make sure you have a formal will, designate your preferred guardian. Also have a conversation with the person you intend to designate so they aren't taken by surprise later down the road. <laughs> it's amazing that you have to say that out loud. Um, but maybe, um, they have reasons why they might, may not be the best choice as well. You know, just looking at something from the outside, you never know the whole story. So it really, you really need to have that conversation with them. Uh, also beyond selecting a guardian, give very clear instructions about how money should be used to care for your children. Cause too often people simply have the garden guardian manage the money as they see fit. All right. Now, Matt, let's take a minute here to let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you to make sure their plan is updated and they have one in place to begin with. Sure. Super simple. Give us a call 800-339-9252 or visit us online at compass-ltd.com. All right. Sounds good. Now, uh, you we've been talking about some of these most uh, more common legacy planning mistakes and what you can do to avoid them. So what do you have for us next? Well, let's stick with this legacy planning. Let's shift the focus a little bit. Kipling also has an article, Five Unfortunate Estate Planning Myths You Probably Believe. Uh, that one kind of resonated with me because it highlights some of the myths I've heard during my own career. Uh, the idea that a legacy plan should be entirely focused on tax mitigation is perhaps the biggest and most frequently repeated myth in the entire legacy planning process. Certainly, strategies for taxes are important but they aren't the be-all, end-all. Uh, the article does explain a robust legacy plan may come down to broadening your ambitions beyond taxes to instead focus more on where you want your assets to go. For example, do you own a business that none of your children are interested in taking over after you're gone? If so, you may want to discuss business continuity plans with your financial pro. While a business continuity plan will consider taxes, it will also factor things like revenue distribution and creating value as well. Wow. So obviously a strategy is part of a legacy plan, but it's not the only part of the plan then is what you're right, saying. That you want to have tax strategies in there, but that's not the only consideration. Sure. So the other idea, next one, you should automatically leave everything to your children is another common legacy planning myth. Now, some of these things, some of these next couple ones I'm going to bring up from the article, they may sound harsh, and but I come across these as well. Reality is you don't owe your children anything. Now, most of us will certainly want to leave our loved ones some of our assets, but the point is you need to think broader here. Ask yourself how your assets may be put to their best use. Do you have causes you've long supported? Perhaps some of your assets should be directed that way. Let's face it, probably the biggest cause you've been supporting for if you have kids is your kids. But if you have something else in mind, you should be considering that. And don't get me wrong, this is a hard one to, to work through. I still struggle with this. To me, everything should be going to my kids, but perhaps you create a foundation to support your preferred cause and leave your kids in charge of it. You can earmark a large portion of your assets to your kids without leaving them everything. 
right? Something could still go somewhere besides that. Wow. So you're saying don't automatically just leave everything to the kids. I get that, but I'm guessing people should treat their kids equally when it comes to the distribution of their assets. And see, this is another tough one. Not necessarily. So the idea that you have to treat your kids equally by default is the next legacy planning myth. Like, you know, like I've told both my kids, I'm going to treat you differently. I'm going to try and treat you as equal as possible. It's still going to be different. You're different people. Right. Your kids, you know, your kids, just like anyone else, they have different skill sets. They have different ambitions. Certainly the idea of leaving your family business to one child and not the other may seem a little strange, but maybe one child has shown a particular interest or aptitude for that business. The other child has no interest in it whatsoever. It might make more sense to leave it to the child who's shown they want it. By trying to divide the business into equitable pieces, you may put the business's long-term future at risk and really both your kids' long-term future at risk. Yeah, and why would you want to do that? I mean, you know, uh, the one that's in jail and uh, can't can't hold down a job, probably best not to leave it all to that child, right? You probably don't want to give the same share of all the assets to your kid whose biggest hobby is staring at the sun. (laughs) Yeah, that one. That one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I listen, I get it. We want to treat our kids as fairly as possible. Right. But equally does it, you can, you can love them equally. You can plan for their future success equally, but cutting everything. If you have three kids, cutting it all into thirds may not be the best way to do it. Yeah. Um, you know, the, I, so I, I want to put that one to bed. It's a tough one. It's yeah, a hard yeah. discussion to have. That's one of the reasons good advisors, good lawyers, good people get paid to do what they do. Right. You, you, you have these discussions. We've seen these things happen over and over and over again. You, you're not attached while we get what it's like to be a parent. We're not particularly attached to your particular situation and we can help you think, a little bit more linearly about the problem with a little bit less emotion and offer some alternative ways to go about making sure you're still taking care of all your kids, but maybe not just slicing the pie equally or what looks to be equal. And there's a lot of, it, it's a process, but it's it, it's something you can't achieve. Next idea it, we want to get passes. You can simply set up a trust and that'll take care of everything. Another big myth. Uh, a large legacy planning strategy may involve setting up trust, whether it's revocable or irrevocable. Uh, and I won't talk about how I feel about those words and how they're pronounced, but that's what they are. And first and foremost, you need to be fully aware that placing assets into an irrevocable trust means those assets are given to a trustee. It's their responsibility and it's to the beneficiaries, not the person who established the trust. That includes current income beneficiaries and future remainder beneficiaries. You know, the article explains differing interests can lead to conflict, particularly if one family member is a trustee and other family members are beneficiaries. Again, one of those tough places where if you just do it all equal, right? The article recommends considering a corporate or professional fiduciary to work with a family member. Yeah. And I can't tell you what a great idea that is after having done this as long as I have. Yeah. Well, that's really interesting. I mean, like a lot of people, I just always kind of thought trusts were pretty straightforward, but obviously. There are a lot of nuances in there that you have to be aware of. Yeah, well, they're certainly trans. Uh, they're certainly uh, straightforward in the way things get treated, but there's so many considerations to be made within it. So, yes, it's a much better 
system than to just let probate figure out what's going to happen to your stuff. But it's a it's a bit more of a process, and that's why lawyers are involved. There's a there's there's definitely nuance to it. Next, when it comes to building your legacy plan, there are some key takeaways for listeners. First, consider starting your process with a broad eye, like I just said before. Take some time to think about what you want to happen to your wealth, to your family. From there, you can move forward with the goal of creating tax efficiency. Next, it's important to not get tripped up by the misperception that those assets must all be divided equally among your heirs. Instead, focus on making sure the right assets end up with the right kid and only utilize a trust if it will help you reach your overall goals when it comes to handing off your wealth to the next generation. And finally, make sure your conversations with your financial pro are open and frank. If you can, have them with the beneficiaries as well. The more they know ahead of time, the easier those transitions are going to be. Don't hold things back that way. You'll have an advocate who understands your needs. You'll have a team that understands your needs. All your goals and how to achieve them will be laid out and everybody's on the same page. That sounds great. Uh, I really like that. And this has been a great discussion, obviously. And I've enjoyed the show today because I think this topic, personally, I'm going through it. So it's very interesting to me, but I, th- I see the importance and how huge this is for people that they have a solid legacy plan in place. Do you have anything else you want to add before we go today? Yeah, I'll, I'll say this, Tony, hopefully I know you're going through this. Hopefully this is the only time you have to go through this because it usually doesn't take more than once for people to figure out they never want this to happen again. Right. This is something we come across with new people all the time. We deal with this every week. There's a different new client or a different family who's coming across or a different part of the family who hasn't had these things taken care of. And uh, it might be the next generation up. It's a client we have and they're just now like you are taking care of it for your parents or their grandparents. So it get it done. If you don't have it done, reach out, find a fiduciary, find a planner, find someone who has a strong relationship with a great estate planning attorney or multiple estate planning attorneys. So you make sure that you don't just have to work with the one they get along with. You want to make sure you're, you're working with the one you get along with. Uh, we have multiple estate planning attorneys we work with uh, a lot of places will as well. If you have any questions about this, if you want to talk what it, about what it looks like to get this going, give us a call 800-339-9252 or visit us online at compass-ltd.com. All right. Thanks, Matt. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of The Financial Compass with our host, Matt Brunner. Thank you for listening to The Financial Compass. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Matthew Brunner at Comprehensive Planning Associates. Call 800-339-9252 or visit their website at compass-ltd.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Insurance products and services, fee-based financial planning, and investment advisory services are offered by Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD. Compass, a registered investment advisor in the state of Connecticut. Securities are offered
offered by Gretchen Brunner and Matthew Brunner through Gradient Securities, LLC, Arden Hills, Minnesota, 866-991-1539. Member FINRA, SIPC. Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD, Compass, and Gradient Securities, LLC are not affiliated companies. Gradient Securities, LLC, and Comprehensive Planning Associates, LTD, Compass are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency. Please refrain from posting reviews of your experience as this may be considered testimonials and are prohibited by the Securities and Exchange Commission, SEC. Like should not be considered a positive reflection of the investment advisory services offered by Gradient Securities, LLC, GS, and or their investment advisor representatives.